Reading theology books gives you a plus three to knowledge buff, and dying to self grants an extra life. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Let's get right to the news. Okay. I said that really weird. Uh, musky news. So musky. The first 1,000 not a flamethrower flamethrowers were delivered on Saturday. Did you get yours in the mail? I It's not come yet. Oh, so I guess it wasn't part yeah. of the first 1,000. I, I didn't order one. Oh, I mean... June you have 9th, to order them. Uh, on Saturday, oh. June 9th, 20,000 were sold, raising $10 million. $10 million. Yeah. And will be delivered in the coming weeks. So a lot were sold, but the first 1,000 arrived. People have not started fires, I guess, yeah. or we're okay. I, I found this okay. serious news article that says, despite concerns about the wisdom of yeah. allowing personal flamethrowers in wildfire-prone California, exactly. state legislators last month shelled legislation legislation yep. that would have required them to come with a safety warning. Oh, now, luckily that's interesting. <laughs> Supreme <laughs> overlord Musk, uh, yeah. Ran to Twitter where we hear all about oh. all the things that are important. Okay. And, uh, he did issue a safety warning. Right, please. Despite legislation. Yep. Uh, you're so supposed to check Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah. You're supposed to check these boxes. Right. I understand the boring company isn't responsible for anything I do, no matter how genius or stupid. <laughs> this includes harming others, setting things on fire, burning things to the ground, Smoking near the not a flamethrower, putting anything <laughs> flammable near the not a flamethrower, showing off to my friends or romantic interests. Nice. He did follow that up uh, with this hashtag throw flames responsibly. <laughs> I will not use this in a house. I hope that went trending. I will not point this at my spouse. <laughs> I will not use this in an unsafe way. The best use is creme brulee. And that exhausts our rhyming ability. That is brilliant. So. He's he's so great. Supreme Overlord Musk. I hope he runs for president in 2020. I'll vote for him tomorrow if yeah. I could. Yeah. If he ran in 2020, I'd vote for him tomorrow. I'm going to start right. doing a write-in campaign uh, tomorrow. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to start yeah, tomorrow. I'll, add him to the, I'll just add him, write him in. I'll just write him in. Uh, Ant-Man, so that's all the Musk news we have. There's always plenty of Musk news if you just Google it. Musk. Elon Musk. That's yeah, where you, Google. you can find it yourself. You don't have to wait for yeah, us. You don't have to wait for us. It's whatever. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, a new featurette. Now, I just watched this today. Kevin Feige, who's the big guru, the godfather of the Marvel Universe, right? Or okay. whatever, uh, whichever face his name is. Yeah. Uh, he, he said that this movie ties in with Avengers 4 in a big way. It, I'm so glad way. that that's true. All right. So there's a lot of uh, speculation. Some people are like, well, does this tie in? Is it a prequel? Is it a, right. what, where does it fit? Well, according to Feige, ties big in. Big way. Big way. Big way. Which is RDJ is who I was searching for. He, some people say RDJ is the godfather. I think it's Feige. Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Man, no, he's an no. actor. I know, but that, no, no, here's what I think. I think Feige is kind of like the godfather. Like, you know, like that guy. Yeah. And then I think RDJ is kind of like Sonny. Like his, no, not Sonny. Who's the other one? Who's the other son of the, godfather? the godfather? Have you not seen the Godfather? I've never seen any of the Godfather movies. What? All right. Well, now we're going to have a. I grew up Mormon. I grew up Mormon. That's my So. All right, The Godfather is such a good movie. At least one and two are. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk. So that's exciting. Ant Man, Wasp. We're gonna have a whole episode on yeah, that. Yeah, that's coming up, man. Soon. July six. Yeah, I think. Couple that's weeks. Gonna be great. Week. I don't know. Yeah. Let's talk E three. So if you don't know what E three is, it is like a video game conference. Yeah. And they release all the new video games, all the new trailers, all sorts of stuff. So I watched some stuff here. You probably didn't watch any of it. No. That's great. We'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> here's the first big thing. Uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Is one of my favorite games ever of all time. Mm-hmm. And this Kingdom Hearts one and two have already come out. Three, we've been waiting for like something silly, like ten years. Crazy. It's been wild. Eight it's years. Whatever. Crazy. 
And the Kingdom Hearts games are Final Fantasy Universe. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you know what those games are. There's mm-hmm. like 16 of them. Final Fantasy Universe mixed with Disney characters. It's It sounds like it shouldn't work, but it absolutely works. Uh-huh. It's and brilliant. it's a card game? No. Oh, my word. Yes, it's a card. No, it's a video game. And Haley Joel Osment does the voice. They have like all the, the straight up actors from the movies, Disney wow. movies. So Donald Duck, Goofy is like in there. Whatever. I'm going to show you the trailer after this. You're going to love I'm it. I'm excited. They announced that Frozen... The Frozen universe is going to be a part of this. So of I'm course. not excited about that. Olaf, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but I'll let it go. Anthem is uh, <laughs> Anthem is another game announced. I think it's by Bungie, guys who did Halo. Of or maybe course. it's Bioware. I can't remember. Somebody uh, announced it. That looks kind of cool. It looks like another robot suit game, which like everything I want in a game is a robot suits. First person yeah, shooter. First person shooter. Like yeah. sign me up. Yeah. Uh, Last of Us 2. So I haven't watched the trailer for this because I heard it's controversial. And Last of Us 1 is this kind of this post-apocalyptic game. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic game. But the trailer for number two apparently involves like lesbian scene stuff. So I'm not, I'm avoiding it. It's really graphic, I heard. Hmm. So I'm avoiding even the trailer. I'm not going to watch it. Yikes. Um, I hope, man, I don't know why they got to do that. Like clean that up. You know, what's that about? Like just make a video game a video game. We don't, we don't have to add all that No, they want to push an okay. agenda. Yeah. It's okay. Stupid. <laughs> uh, Call of Cthulhu's coming out. So I love, this is... Um, Call of Cthulhu, this... Uh, Is it a Louise. sequel to Call of Duty? I am forgetting everything lately. Um, who's the guy that does all the... All right, hold on a second. I'm going to pause this just because I'm so embarrassed about this. Uh, HP Lovecraft, obviously, Call of Cthulhu, which I knew, and I didn't have to pause this and search. HP uh, Lovecraft is the Cthulhu guy and all the Shoggoth and Mountains of Madness. Have you never read any of this stuff? I don't know what you're talking about. I got to give you all the books. I have this whole collection. I don't have time. And uh, you do. You have so much time (laughs) on your hands. Anyways, this is a game called Call of Cthulhu. It's going to be super fun. It's based in that Lovecraftian universe. It's going to be awesome. That's great. Death Stranding was announced. That's uh, Kojima who did uh, Metal Gear Solid, all those games. That's This has been raved about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, PT. He did the new PT thing. Silent Hill, I think. Mm. I don't know. I'm just saying stuff now. Mm. Devil May Cry 5. That'll be fun. Yeah. Like the Devil that guy Cry has white hair. Time. Yeah. Dante. Yeah. You know about this. See, hey. Boom. Fallout 76. That uh, I'm not super excited about it, but we'll see. I could be excited about it. Is it in 1776? Yeah. Sure. No, it's in West Virginia. Takes place in West Virginia. So that's kind of cool. Okay. We're in Virginia. All right. West Virginia. There's a new Halo announced. I'm very excited about that. Uh, there's a game called Jump Force for anime fans. It's all the anime characters put into a big battle royale. Wow. That's going to be awesome. They haven't done that already? That's like your thing. Well, they've done it in the past, but this is like bigger, bigger better, better, newer. stronger, faster, yeah. stronger. Uh, Spider-Man game. That looks really awesome. This is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The people who make uh, Spider-Man games, usually Sony, they're doing it for Sony PlayStation 4, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the new Spider-Man game is so true to the character that if you knock somebody off a building, the char- the computer is automatically generated where it shoots out a web and catches the person and saves them. Oh, wow. Because Spider-Man doesn't kill people. Right. And so it's built in that if you hit somebody off a building or a ledge, it, he'll save them automatically. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. That's neat. That's nice. And the last thing uh, really of note is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, man. Which is every Super Smash Brothers character of all time put into one game. Like so many characters. With new characters. Yeah. It's incredible. Obviously. I just had some kids over at my house uh, just the other day, like last week. Wow. And we were playing Super Smash for GameCube. Mm. And um, don't patronize me. I'm not. I'm, I'm enthusiastic. <laughs> I'm going to have you come over and we'll play. You'll love it. It sounds good. Anyways, that's fun. So that's enough news. Uh, we did Musk. We talked about flamethrowers. We talked about Ant-Man and Wasp and video games. Like, what more do you want? What more do you want? Um, let's talk the main event. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about video game violence. We're going to talk about video game addiction. Because I didn't know if you knew this. Yeah. But it just came out that video game 
video games, being addicted to them is a public health crisis. Who says? UN. The UN calls the, UN. the United Nations. Wow. Now, they're a little late to the game because this has actually been known for quite some time. People have been saying this. Yeah. And there's actually, uh, what's the name of this? Uh, there's a company called Recreate or Reality or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like a um, it's like a rehab camp for people with video game addiction. It's over in Seattle. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, but it's been going on for like years now. Yeah. So they're kind of just now getting around to it. Anyways, so I thought with this in the news, especially with the school shootings, uh, not not too long ago, right? Mm-hmm. And with Trump coming out and saying this is due to video game violence, all stuff like this. In the, I don't know if you knew this or not, but nerds sometimes like to play video games. Yeah, I've okay. heard. Geek people, you've heard about this. Mm-hmm. I love video games. So I thought it'd be Me important. Too. This is important to talk about. It's important to talk about. I don't know, you know, whatever. I think it's great. Great, perfectly good. Uh, so here's the article from CNN. Uh, it says UN calls UN United Nations calls video game addiction a public health crisis. The World Health Organization, also known as WHO. Who are you? Uh, an agency of the United Nations. Who? Who? Just classify video game addiction as a mental health disorder. This might sound absurd to some. Does it sound absurd to you? No. No. Aren't games just harmless entertainment? Yes. Yeah, and yet, public health experts, psychologists, and doctors have been wary of the effects of gaming on public health for many years. Likewise, there are numerous documented cases over the past decade of gamers neglecting their kids. Okay, that's true. Families and careers, that's true. And occasionally even dying due to excessive video game playing. Now, I think that's only happened like twice. And those are like special circumstances, okay? Like so epileptic seizures or what are we doing? No, no, no. Okay, so there they was a case. They starved to death? Oh, when I used to play World of Warcraft, there were these people called, we'd call them Chinese gold farmers. And what it was was that there would be people who lived in these horrible conditions, usually yeah. over in China. And they would live like 20 to a house. And they would play 24 hours a day farming gold on, wow, World of Warcraft. And this was legitimate. They had these sites and you could buy gold for real money and they would make a living doing this. Wow. These really poor countries doing yeah. this, right? And one person died from staying up too long in this really horrible conditions, not eating like dehydration. I think I think that was it. I think that's probably what they're talking about. Wow. But I'm sure there's other cases of people dying of dehydration and you know, passing out or heart attacks or something, whatever. Yeah. This big this uh, makes yeah. makes me think of Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, Ready Player One. Because he's stuck in a uh, Great. Or something. Think of it like that. Okay. That's Thank perfect. you. So here's a classification. Uh, so like, what is it? What does it entail? Right. Here's the classification. Gaming disorder is characterized by a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior, which may be online or offline, manifested by one impaired control over gaming. So meaning you can't control yourself. You're just like stuck doing it. Mm. Uh, increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over life interests and daily activities. Now this. We've talked about this in the past, and I have a true story about that, so we'll talk yeah. about that in a second. And three, continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. Right. So even though you keep failing, you just keep going over and over, and you just can't right. stop. Snapping. You lose a job, you exactly. just keep gaming. Exactly. Yeah. The behavior pattern is of sufficient severity to result in significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational, or other important areas of function. Now, this makes sense. The pattern of gaming behavior may be continuous or episodic and recurrent. The gaming behavior and other features are normally evident over a period of at least 12 months in order for a diagnosis to be assigned, although the required duration may be shortened if all diagnostic requirements are met and symptoms are severe. So here's what I'm, literally what I'm going to tell you. This is true. In our episode on LARPing, we talked about live action role playing. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who we call Bobby, yep. and he dropped out of school because he was missing classes due to World of Warcraft. Yeah. Playing nonstop. He was not bathing. I walked in on him eating ra- chef ravioli out of a can uncooked. Hmm. Or, I mean, they're already cooked. Right. But he needed unheated. Them. And so, I like, something was wrong, obviously, there. 
I think we'll start seeing more and more of this as people retreat into virtual worlds to yeah. get away from real world. Right. Uh, we, we've seen that this year alone, we've seen the suicide rates are skyrocketing, going out the roof. I think people are living in their avatars virtually mm. rather than coming out of the real world because the, the virtual world makes more sense yeah. to them. Uh, Ready Player One, right? Going back once again right. to that. Uh, so, so that's my personal experience. Now, I played WoW, and I've talked about this in the past too, but I would play sometimes for eight, eight hours a day. Right. And I had a schedule I followed that would impair other things, okay? Hmm. So I would raid Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I'd have to be on for four hours during a certain block of time, and I'd cancel other events to go do that, hmm. okay? Now, I would disguise it and say, well, I'm talking with real people. These are real human beings. I'm having a real social interaction. And these were actually friends of mine that I'd, I'd known for years. I'd talk them on the phone and stuff. So they were actually friends of mine, right? right? Uh, but that's, that's how it can be. Hmm. And people uh, have even gotten married in game, like actually gotten married, their characters and stuff. It's so you see this, yeah. right, play out. Well, so as Christians, how do we respond to this? Because I, I do play video games still. I like video games. I'm a youth pastor. Obviously, I play games with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we respond to, first, the addiction part? And then next, we're going to talk about the violence nature of it. Yeah. So when I first think about the addiction, I think it's replacing something in my life that is not being fulfilled elsewhere, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think the first thing we address, obviously, is the heart. And what is it you're trying to scratch with this game? What is it you're trying to run away from? Yeah. Uh, people who neglect their kids, like obviously they're running away from real life realities. Right. Okay. The real responsibilities. Yeah. Uh, people who neglect jobs, same thing. So in the Bible, there's all these passages that deal with laziness or what happens when you don't work, what happens when you neglect work. And so I kind of want to just read those. Yeah. Not to, right. um, not to try to bash people over the head with this, but just to, to speak some truth into what's going on here. For right? sure. So can you read the first Part there, this is just from Genesis 2.15. Yep, it says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. Yeah, and so from the very beginning of the Bible, we know that work is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that play and recreation is not good. No. But work is uh, needs to be a priority hmm. in our lives, especially as caretakers. If you take care of somebody or you're even trying to take care of yourself, you need to put work as a priority. Till the earth, go work, go make the world a better place. Yep. Okay. For the sure. next the next verse here is Proverbs. A lot of these come from Proverbs because it's instruction to children, right? To a son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proverbs 10, 4 through 5 says, Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. He who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a d- disgraceful son. And the next one is Proverbs 6, 6 says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. I love how biblical that word is. Yeah. Sluggard. sluggard. Right? It's just <laughs> like looking at somebody and going... You sluggard. Like, that's such a Bible insult. It's, I it, love it. It's something Martin Luther would say. Yeah, you sluggard. Um, <laughs> Ephesians five fifteen through 17, you read that? Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Yeah, so we got to redeem our time. Right? The days are evil. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done. The, the harvest is ready. Right. The workers are few. Uh, and so there's a time for recreation. There's a time for relaxing. I come home from a long day of work and after the kids are put to bed, I want to sit there and play a little bit yeah. for an hour or 30 minutes. And I just want to turn my brain off. Sure. Okay. Now there's other ways to do that. Some people read books. Some people watch sports. Nerds. Uh, yeah. Nerds. Right. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of ways that you can do it. And as long as you're not obsessed with it, as long as it's not taking priority over the things that... God has ordained you to do in your life, like take care of your family yeah. and take work. And uh, I, I don't think it can be 
Um, it just didn't need to be an idol. And, and I think there can be, I think something a lot of people now are prone to, including myself, would be the idea that we need a period every day where we turn our brain off or just recreate for some period. Yeah. You don't need that every day. You need that as often as you need it. And it's going to be different for person to person, but don't, don't, don't assume that, you know, the hour after dinner is my time. Well, yeah. No, you got no. kids, you got responsibilities. There may be something you've been putting off that you should do. Is that laundry going to put itself away, Parker? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- this thing that like, you know, even we talked about parenting our last episode, this thing that parents need require right. a date night or require a day away <laughs> every X amount of weeks or everywhere. Like, you know, some people do, maybe some people do need to go do something. That's fine. Right. But you don't deserve it. You didn't earn, like you don't earn any of that stuff. Just do what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I haven't had a date night with my wife. We don't get them all the time, but we just make do. We get little babies, right? Yeah, yeah. We just make do, though. Yeah. You just survive. You just make do, and you love the Lord, and you do what you got to do, yeah, right? For sure. Um, so here's some practical reasons to limit video gaming in all screens further. First one: Is there a better use of the time? Like we said, redeem mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Take every thought captive. Take every moment captive. We don't know when the next moment is. Right? Yeah. And real quick, the reason that I think that we should talk about the practical reasons is because most of the people listening to this are not listening while they're playing a video game yeah, and have gotten up in the last few hours <laughs> from yeah. a video game. So, but that doesn't mean that we should only talk about video game addiction or only talk about people that are so into first person shooters that they're going to go rip people out of their cars yes. on the highway yeah. and steal their car. Yeah. <laughs> so these are just the practical things. Yeah. Um, health and physical activity, like get outside, yeah, go get some sun, yeah. Okay. You need to be moving around. It's it's really good for you. Yeah. And like 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 Jeremy said, maybe nobody listening to this has any problem with any of this. Right. Okay. Maybe that's the case. But the fact of the matter is you probably know somebody who has at one point hmm. had problem or a coworker who hmm. has had a problem with this. Or, you know, a friend next door who is pale as the day is long, who may be a vampire <laughs> because they never leave their house. They're playing video games, right? right? Maybe you know somebody. And so how do you interact with them? How do you speak truth in their life and say, hey, you know what? Why don't you come out with me? Why don't let's go do this? Let's, you know, go get them out of that situation yeah. and show them the outdoors, the great outdoors, right? You know, um, or at least talk in their life and say, hey, I'm a little bit worried. You know, your kids are always over at my house and they told me you're doing this and that. Can, is there something I can pray for you about or what's going on? You know, just talk to them, people. Yeah. Uh, socialization, empathy, sympathy. Yeah. When you're behind a screen, there are things that you that that people will say to me behind a screen that they would never say to me in person. Sure, and that's true of all of us. Yeah, because the screen gives us like this shield uh, to to say mean things. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, as long as I'm just typing it, it's not yeah. that bad. It's protected space, man. Yeah, uh, and then family time, right? Spend some time with family. Uh, as growing up, my dad and I used to play games together. That was really fun. So mm-hmm. I played games with my son together. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's some of our best bonding moments of him going, good job. And I'm going, great job. And I'm proud of you. And we're just kind of encouraging each other. It's fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, so here's the question. Do you think this gets worse or better? So the addiction, Jeremy, do you think it gets worse? Or do you think we, now that now that we've identified it, now that the United <laughs> Nations is involved, we're good, right? Like they've figured it out now. Yeah. I guess what I would think that would fuel this and a plethora of our other current problems. Yeah is just uh, self-absorption because yeah, that this is a symptom of this idea that I just need to be entertained. I just need to worry about me. If I'm happy, that's all that matters. Of a boredom. It's just a society of yeah. apathetic, bored people mm-hmm. who are looking for a thrill or a fix almost. In a yeah. sense. And I mean, bored, yes, but, but a step up from that where, where I deserve entertainment. Yeah. 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 And I have to be constantly stimulated, constantly keep my dopamine levels pumping, yeah. baby. Yeah. 
came yeah, out. Dope Meetup. Uh, so this leads us into video game violence. So this is something very important. If you're a parent, uh, you're definitely going to like this part because we're going to, this is something big that we need to talk about, hmm. uh, especially with males. And we're going to talk about that later. But uh, as long as I've been alive, I've heard this. Okay. I've heard, I've been alive for 30 years and I've always heard presidents talk about this. I've always heard people go, well, this is the video games. This is the problem of video games. Now, I, I'm not willing to concede and say, yes, this is absolutely video games. It's all video games. Hmm. Because obviously, as a Christian, I know it's not all video games. Right. In the same way that I know not everything is gun, is the problem of guns. It's the hearts, yes. right? It's the hearts and minds of our children and our people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not willing to say that. So here's what um, Trump said back in February. This is from a CNN article. President Donald Trump said Thursday during a White House meeting on school safety that the nation needs to address what young people are seeing. Okay. Hello. Duh. All right. Uh, here's his quote. I'm not going to do it in his voice. Sorry. I'm very tempted to do it in a Trump voice. I'm not going to do it. We'll see. I'm hearing more and more people <laughs> saying the level of violence in video games is really shaping young people's thoughts, he said. And then you go the further step, and that's the movies. You see these movies. They're so violent. And yet a kid is able to see the movie if sex isn't involved. Killing, though, is involved, he said. I, I almost did it without, you, but I, you I immediately really thought started I doing to do it. it. Uh, I've seen violence. I've never seen violence. Uh, his remarks were dismissed by Chris Grady, who was a survivor of the February 14th shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School. He said, I grew up playing video games, first-person shooter games, and I have never would never, ever dream of taking the lives of any of my peers. So the point there is, yes, Chris, obviously you never would, but obviously other people are mentally unstable and they do these things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's a trigger. And in Munich, Germany, an 18 year old gunman who killed nine people in July of 2016 was a fan of first person shooter video games. According to reports, this detail led many to worry that violent video games may be negatively affecting their own children. Mm. Okay. Both the American Psychological Association and the American Academy of Pediatrics takes a firm stance against children and teens playing violent video games. The psychological group reports that more than 90% of children in the United States play video games. Among kids between the ages of 12 and 17, the number rises to 97%. So only 3% are sitting there playing with Lincoln Logs or whatever. Still. Good parents. Good parents. More important, <laughs> wow, uh, woo, more, we're kidding. More important, 85% or more of video games on the market contain some form of violence. Now, this is kind of interesting because I actually know these video games, and they're kind of old. Hmm. Uh, title, one title is Manhunt. That's an old game. Mm-hmm. Thrill Kill, never even heard of that. Gears of War is about killing aliens, so I don't think that applies. Yeah. And Mortal Kombat, which is like the oldest video game, and it, it's so unrealistic. Like you rip people's spinal cords out and Fatality. stuff. Like anybody who's played Mortal Kombat knows that's violent. It's over the top violent to be over the top violent. Yeah. Okay. If you're letting your kids play Mortal Kombat, like that's on you. All right. <laughs> However, even the seemingly benign, now this is great, benign Pokemon Go requires players to go to battle. Well, just the premise of battle. Do, do, but here's the thing. I <laughs> still play Pokemon Go. Okay. I'm one of the last few remaining. I'm the faithful remnant yeah. that the Bible talks about no. when it comes to nope. Pokemon Go. Mm-mm. And I still play. And here's the extent of the battle. You throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon's head. And it catches them. Then you go to gyms and you have other Pokemon fire flames at each other wow. or lightning bolts. Yeah. Okay. That it's doesn't, violent. that's not guns. Gun <laughs> uh, last bit here. The American Psychological Association observed in an August 2015 policy statement that research demonstrated a link, a link between violent video game use and both increases in aggressive behavior and decrease, decreases in prosocial behavior, empathy, and moral engagement. So here's here's the silliness of this part, okay? Because I do think there there's truth, a lot of truth to this. Mm-hmm. But if I put a child in front of a screen and say, 
go shoot guns at people and drive a car into people and do this for an hour. And then I test them. Guess what they're going to have on their mind? Shooting and guns and people, right? Mm -hmm. Because I just linked it, right? right? Right. If I put a kid in front of a movie and I show them inappropriate uh, R-rated film, they're going to have that on their mind, okay? It's because they're stimulating them with something and then they're questioning them about that thing, right? okay? So obviously there's a link, right? Um, Decreases in pro-social behavior, empathy, and moral engagement. I think that's true. I think there are, um, I think it does take away your empathy and like, like we said with the screen, yeah. putting that screen up, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just a game. So I'm just shooting people with a game and it's not real. And, but then it makes it that much easier. Yeah. Right? I read some, I read a few things on this this morning, just trying to get yeah. ready. And something I found interesting was one article that every time it described a study, it said, uh, so for example, with empathy, it would say the kids that played this game, uh, showed a lack of empathy, but it's unclear if the kids that choose to play that game are already naturally yeah. less empathetic. Yeah. Like there's this, there's this thing where kids are choosing to play certain types of games, ones that entertain them or stimulate them. Yeah. And there's, there's a link between those, but it may be the other way where the kid chooses that game because he has those traits. I don't know. It's just something to think about. Like you can't always do a direct correlation. Uh, A lot of times, well, certainly not direct causation. Sometimes it's just correlation or just coincidence. Yeah. I think the other thing too is, um, man, we're, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I think in this society we're, we're trying, we want to have this weird machismo son, right. Or Hmm. machismo thing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having a macho son or a strong son. Right. But I think we're trying to raise warriors and then we don't give them any outlet for their warrior, for their war. Like Hmm. back in the day, like if you read the Bible, these were, you were raised in war and everybody fought and everybody. And now we're in a society where we go, we honor warriors and we show them, you know, guns are good and all this stuff is good and blah, blah, blah. And we're raising these kids who play video games and they're playing paintball and they're doing all these things with guns. And then we say, all right, now go out in the world, but be, but don't shoot anything and don't hurt anybody. And and I think we're kind of breeding this into them almost like I, I, I'm not, I don't know where I'm at. Like I'm not trying to flesh this out a little bit because I just don't think, I don't think the idea of what a man is, is exactly what, what we've been saying for too long. Right. I think what a man is, is what the Bible says, not what parents necessarily want their sons to be. I think we should do a future episode on manhood. Maybe we should. I think you're exactly right. Uh, We'll talk about it more. The only reason I'm saying this is because the statistics are overwhelmingly male. There's something wrong here with, with the way we're raising our boys. Yeah. Okay. Because if we just want to say, okay, this is just mental health and this is whatever. Why, why are more girls not doing school shootings? Right. It's something with the male. Okay. Um, now I'm not bashing on men because obviously I'm a man, but I think we need to think about this. Okay. Uh, so there's this game growing up called postal where, uh, you would play this guy who went literally postal, right? And you would walk around and shoot things and kill things. And it was just, uh, I remember it was one of the first games that got outrage. People hmm. were outraged by this. And there's been multiple ones since this. Uh, there was one just recently in the news. If you type in Steam uh, Steam school shooting game, uh-huh. you can read articles about how Steam, on, which is a download site, you can download video games and whatnot. They had a school shooting game oh, that somebody put on there. And you literally, the whole point of the game is you go to a school and you shoot people. You shoot kids in the game. Wow. Now, it's been since removed, obviously, but there was so much pushback. Like they were like, well, we can't remove it. It's not easy to remove it. Okay, fine. We'll remove it. Is this something where like a private, like just somebody, yeah, somebody writes a game it. and they just share it? Yep. Somebody uploaded it to, to, for download. Wow. And the guy who, who did it, they talked to him. They said, oh, he's a troll and he's had past things where he's done this and whatever. He's just a joke. But the fact of the matter is it was there and it was downloaded and people played it. Yeah. And so this is the world we're living in. Hmm. Okay. 
um, the government is going to try to regulate this. And I always kind of laugh a little bit when they want to regulate morality yeah. because they can't, you can't regulate the heart. Yeah. The void, a void from a Christian worldview. And so they go, well, we refuse to say evil. We refuse to, to acknowledge God, yeah. but we're going to regulate the heart. And mm-hmm. here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Law, 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 law. Right. Now, kids, don't do any of this stuff we just told you to do. That doesn't stop anything, right? right? Uh, and so so the church really has to be vocal about this, mm. uh, especially as youth pastors. Like if you, you're a youth pastor, you listen to this, we got to be vocal about this. We got to talk about this. Um, and we need to be telling our kids the truth mm. about violence and all sorts of stuff. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. So ultimately, what is the issue here? The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. That was a professor at Covenant College where I, I went, and his name was Dr. Kramanam, and he said, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart, and it's always stuck with me. Uh, so this is a heart issue. It's yeah. a parent issue. Uh, it's a culture issue. There's multiple things happening here. There's not just one you know, quick fix. We can't just put our finger in one hole of the, of the dam and hope that we've fixed it all. Right. Right? Now, it's also a predominantly male issue. Listen to these numbers. From 1982... To February 2018, how many school shooters have been male versus female? 94 male, two female, and one both, I guess. Somebody what? identifies both. That's what it said. Okay. Uh, 94 male. Okay. Why males? Yeah. What, what do you think is the initial thing? Like, I can, I just kind of said why I thought I think it is. I think it's the way we're raising our sons or not raising them. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, th- I think some of that comes down to the way we're created men are naturally more aggressive and so if there's going to be an aggressive crime that's usually going to be perpetrated by a male and yeah. and i think we've lost yes, physiology the ability to tell our kids uh like aggression is okay in this arena meaning yeah. sports fun play roughhousing yeah. yeah there's a you know we bring them up too much but jordan peterson talks about uh the need that kids have for rough and tumble play and the fact that that you don't get that from your mom, you don't well, that's, wrestle that's with your what mom I'm when you're like a kid. The war, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're raising them to go to war, like with football and stuff like that. And so, if we don't give them outlets for these aggressions, or if we don't teach them how to deal with their anger, like I was talking about in the last episode, mm-hmm. I, I grew up with an anger issue, and I had to learn how to focus that. Yeah. And so I go work out now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like I go work out and I do races now and stuff like that. And it helps me channel my energy Yeah, to prepare for war, prepare for war oh. <laughs> against the aliens on the space force. When yeah, I join well, space force, and the aliens force. come. of course. Um, yeah. So, so that's part of it. But, I, but I think, like I said earlier, I just think we're raising our kids and we look at our, uh, here's the role of a father. I think nowadays, I think they go, I need to teach my son how to shake a hand, extremely rough, right? So as long as they have a, a tough grip on their shake, they don't cry and they do this, that's a man, hmm. right? When, when the opposite is actually true, the, the Bible says a true man is a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers. Yeah. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who know. Like if you look at the Beatitudes, you can see a list of things that you know a true believer wants to do and will do and these things. And, and so I, I want to raise kids to say, listen, okay, if you have a great firm handshake, wonderful. That's fantastic. Mm. Uh, do you also know how to, how to have a firm hug? Yeah. Do you not, not to, to try to womanize our men or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying, but men need to know how to hug and weep and sing and, and braid their daughter's hair. That's a man. Yeah. Right. I, I think, uh, I can only think of like one or two guys that I've known that I would see as, their main objective as a father was to make their kids seem tough. Or yeah, macho. I know a few. That's what, that's what I mean. I, not a ton. But, but I know a ton 
who are uninterested in their kids or view their yeah. kids as an extension of the ball and chain crap yeah. where it's uh, where they just, they're a dad, but man, they can't wait to get out of the house or go to the golf course or blah, blah, blah. I think the absenteeism of fatherhood, uh, both due to divorce and uh, what's that called? Kids out of wedlock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think those are the, the problem because if you get a dad that's there to teach you how to play, roughly within the constraints of what's right and wrong. Like there's something that you learn when you wrestle with your dad when you're four years old. Yeah. And you can't learn that from your mom because your mom's not going to wrestle with you the same way. Yeah. And you don't go so hard. Like yeah. you learn there's a limit on the, yeah. on the play. Because your dad can take a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and your mom's going to be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's go to the word of God here and get some, uh, some true wisdom. There you go. This is Psalm 11, 5. It says, the Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Yeah. Uh, that should be enough right there for our kids. Like we read that to them. We tell them, listen, the Lord loves the righteous. He loves the meek. He loves the humble. Mm. Uh, those who are seeking war, uh, you know, Peter pulls out his sword. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is not my people. We, we went through revelation with my, uh, with the youth group not too long ago. And the whole, the whole big message of revelation is that by dying, we actually conquer. As Christians, that on the blood of the martyrs, on the blood of the saints, that the foundations are built. Like we actually conquer by loving, not by fighting. Uh, you know, self-sacrifice is how we win the day. Like you look at the cross, that's the most victorious. That's Christus victor. That's a, that is Christ triumphant. And you go, what? He's he's dying on the cross. That's that's the white witch rejoicing over the stone table. No, 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 no. You have no idea right. what true power looks like, what true victory looks like. Uh, and that's the cross. So we hold up the cross and we say, this is what being a man looks like. Yeah. Self-sacrifice, dying to yourself, living a holy life, a life of obedience, and a, and a humble, meek life, right, of service. That's what uh, true man, you know, masculinity looks like. Can you read the next part there? Yep. This is from Matthew 26, beginning of verse 52. Then Jesus said to him, put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will be at once... And he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels. But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled that it must be so? So I included that just to say uh, those who live by the sword die by the sword. Hmm. And there is, we obviously need to protect our families mm -hmm. and we need to be able to take care of ourselves. Yep. But there's something insanely, I hate to use this word, but there is something toxic about somebody. Uh, I used to grow up with kids who did wrestling yep. and did karate mm -hmm. and they were always hurting me. They would always put me in some hold or throw me to the ground. And it was toxic to be around these kids. Yeah. And they were just saying, look how strong I am. Look how tough I am. I, I, I was like, I can't stand to be around you. Right. And everybody probably knows a kid like that who wanted to just assert dominance, assert power over somebody. That's how we get to the Me Too movement. Hmm. These people who are viewing other people, other image bearers as items or people to be thrown around or used or you know tossed about. Yeah. And I felt abused in that moment by these kids who would beat me up hmm. and put me in holds and stuff. And I was like, man, that's just, that's not even what cry is about. Like, what are you doing? Right. Um, you know, so, so that's what we need to sit there and not live by the sword. We need to be able to protect ourselves, but we don't need to be proud that we can shoot something super far away or proud that we can, yeah. you know, use a gun to kill a deer or whatever. Like, okay, you killed a deer. Like, great, great for you. You killed a God's creature. Okay. She's Louise. So, geez, Louise. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Uh, there's Are you a, with me on this? No. Okay. There's a book um, that I, that's Jocko Willing put out a kid's book. He's an ex-Navy SEAL and he does a bunch of 
stuff. Yep. But uh, he put out this book called The Way of the Warrior Kid. Um, I think it'd be interesting to uh, maybe read that and, and discuss it either privately or on the podcast. Yeah. Because his whole thing is like he he wants kids to be involved in specifically jujitsu because that's his thing. Well, then it's also high discipline and all that. But he's also teaching them the importance of character, like that you you use your strength to protect the weak. You don't you don't want to be a bully in well, that's no, no. I I can agree with that one hundred percent because I know. I know kids who do jujitsu. Like my nephew does mm-hmm. some sort of karate or something like that, and yeah. he's a timid little meek little kid, and he's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, I'm talking about the kids who use it and are not parented by right. it. So their their parents drop them off and go, "Great, you learn how to beat kids up. Great, right?" Yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking about not. Once again, it all comes back to the heart. The heart. Yeah. Once again, because the thing is, like like we said, guns are not going to go walk themselves to that school and shoot kids. Right. But a parent who has not taught their child safety or has not invested in their kids' lives, these are the ones who just go up and do stuff. And there's also Um, just evil. Yeah, for sure. Like you can have a parent that, uh, well, I don't know, that did their best, I guess is a way to say it. Yeah, okay. That still has a monster. Yeah, somebody who's doing their best, right? right? I think there are so, like I said, there's not... There's not one hole here that we can stick our finger in and go, this is it. Okay. These are, uh, you know, if you look at statistics, these are 94 males and two female and one whatever (laughs) who are insanely troubled by something that happened. For sure. Okay. Uh, The next thing here is Isaiah 60, 18. It says, violence shall no more be heard in your land, devastation or destruction within your borders. You shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. This is a picture of uh, where we're going, folks. This is a picture of heaven where there is no need for swords. There is no need for violence anymore. You'll take your swords and you'll knock them into plowshares. And this will be a time where violence is no more and the evil hearts are no more. Yes. Uh, And we've all been redeemed by the lamb. Uh, We're just going to knock out a few more of these real quick here. Matthew 5, 38, 39. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. I, I mean, I love this because you often hurt, you often hear in like TV and television stuff, like if a kid hits you, what do you do? Right. Hit him, hit back. him back harder. Yeah. Show him. Now I'm like, once again, I'm all for defending yourself. Yeah. I think you should defend yourself. But as Christians, what did, what did Jesus just say? Is he being cute here when he mm-hmm. says, do not resist the evil one? No, I think he's telling us something true. And he's saying, listen, as a Christian, we are peacemakers. We do not seek out to harm others. We don't rejoice over harming others. We don't, we just don't do these things Uh because we love peace. Uh, Now we protect our families. We do all these things once again. And I have to keep reiterating that because some people cannot hear that, right? Mm -hmm. All they can hear is what they want to take my guns away. They want to take everything away. That's what some people hear. And it's because we're blinded to this by our own sin. I'm blinded. Jeremy's blind. We're all blinded. And, and peace is not my natural inclination of my heart. Sure. I don't, if somebody pushes me, guess what I want to do? I want to shove them even harder. Mm. I want to get back. If somebody yells at me, I want to yell back. And so I have to strive for peace. I have to pray for peace. And I have to go, Lord, help me not want to push back. Mm. You know, um, Proverbs 3, 31. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. Hebrews 10, 30. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. We've said this in the past. Nobody gets away. That's right. Uh, you, you can look on the radio or you look on the news and go, well, how did that person get away with that? Or how is this getting, how is this happening? Nobody gets away with it. Right. Because the eternal judge of all mankind who sees all things, knows all things and is righteous in all things will justly judge all things. Yep. And pour out his wrath against all and evil. pour out his wrath on all evil. And so yeah. nobody gets away with it. Yeah. And so as Christians, we are called to be in the world and to love 
and to speak truth. And guess what's going to happen? If you are loving people, if you're speaking truth, you're going to be treated poorly. Okay. Because it says in the Bible that you'll be treated poorly if you claim the name of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so as we talked about last episode, there was a strategic reason Chris Pratt did not mention the name of Jesus Mm -hmm. because he knew the target that would be on his back. So he slid it in with a little pill and dog meat, right? And a little (laughs) pill and burger meat. Okay. Um, so here's some final little tips like I did with our parenting episode last time. I have final little tips. They may mm-hmm. be awful. They could be good. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Uh, number one here, watch what your kids are buying, playing, watching. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I asked Jeremy before we recorded this if he knew who Triple X Tentacion was. And he said, no, heck no. And I said, I didn't either until just recently. Triple yeah. uh, X was this rapper who uh, abused his girlfriend, pregnant girlfriend, from what I understand, to the point where he uh, blinded her in one eye, beat her so bad. He blinded her in one eye, and I'm pretty sure the baby died from this assault that Mm -hmm. he did. Well, he recently died, and the kids were mourning him like he was this great hero. And and I kept saying, well, what about this? What about this? Yeah, well, now he's doing charity. He was doing charity stuff by the end of his life, and it was almost like that covered up all the sins, and they were listening to his music and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? Kids are mourning the death, like I don't want anybody to die. I don't delight in the death of the wicked, but I don't certainly don't mourn over somebody who beat his girlfriend so bad. Right? Hmm. He was shot in his car, and I learned later on that this video of him being shot was put all over the internet. Jeez! And that my kids in my youth group were watching the death video. Wow! We're watching on Instagram and on, and their parents. These are and some of these kids are, have fantastic parents, incredible parents. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm not throwing any parents on the bus, but I'm saying some parents are really on this stuff. And yet these kids are telling me how they're watching this video of him die. Right. So if that's happening with really great parents, it's, it's maybe happening in your home. You need to watch what they're watching. Talk to them about this. Um, these death videos are all over the place all the time. Yeah. Anytime they, it's on Facebook now, the full killings. It's crazy. Okay. And your kids are seeing it. The second thing is, uh, restrict your kids, but tell them why. Right. Okay. Uh, don't just put up a law for in a rule for no good reason. Yeah. Right. I once asked my dad, I said, we were in the mall and I'll never forget. I looked at him and I said, what does F mean? F you mm. mean, right? Mm-hmm. I, what does that word mean? I never, I'd heard it. And I said, what does it mean? And he looks at me, he says, I'll never forget. He goes, never say that word. And mm. he never told me what it meant. He didn't explain why he just was, we were in public and I screamed it, you know, uh-huh. what is that? And he panicked and we never talked about it later. Uh, <laughs> since then, you know, obviously I know why, uh, but tell your kids why. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just give them a restriction and say, because I'm your parent. That's why. Yeah. That's not why. That's not why. And if There's, it is why, that's a dumb rule. Yeah. There has to be a reason why you don't want them to do something. Okay. Uh, if you appeal to authority, then they're going to go, oh, so I just have to obey every stupid thing you come up with. You know, it's like, come right. on, have yeah. a good reason for why. Um, I will say this. I was in GameStop the other day and some kid was with his grandma and he, he says, I want to buy this game. And grandma said, oh no, you're not getting that game. It's too violent. Hmm. And he goes, I'm going to get it anyway. And she said, no, you're not. And he said, fine, I'll just get it later. And and I was like, get it later? What does he mean by that? Yeah. Probably he, with a mom. He means download it. Yeah, he's going to download it. He's going to get it some way. Right. Whether you want to do it now, grandma, or you want to do it. It's so disrespectful. It's awful. When it's yeah, slapped. It's terrible. Kid, right. Um, look, number three, get to the heart with scripture. So talk about bullying and violence. Uh, the scripture is filled with bullies. Mm-hmm. It's filled with violent individuals who uh, use their powers for evil. Yep. Uh, so talk about it. Talk about it and say, is this right? Is this right what happened? If you wanted me to go through the bullying statistics and the suicide stats, it would just have you in tears by the end of this episode. I'm not doing that to you. Yeah. Um, go to stopbullying.gov and you can look at the info yourself. Right. But it will absolutely break your heart to know the percentage of kids that are bullied, that bully others, good kids mm-hmm. that bully others, 
and the suicide rates of kids that are bullied is absolutely um, just absolutely heart heartbreaking. It, it will change your life. Yeah. Um, and the, the time to teach your kids about when to treat others well is today. Yeah. Today, whatever right age now. they are. If they're three weeks old, you, you can start like every opportunity that comes up as they get older is an opportunity to te- teach them yes. how we behave and why deference to other humans is important and that you're not yep. the center of the universe yep. or this house. Yep. That's all that matters. Number four, and this is a hard one for me to hear. So, uh, maybe hard for you. Number four is stop blaming everyone else and everything else and take responsibility. Yeah. Uh, so it's super easy in this day and age to go, Oh, well our president's a bully. So mm-hmm. that's where they're learning it. Right. Who cares? I don't right. care. Are you a bully? Right. Or do your kids, that gives your kid a right to be a bully? No. It doesn't teach them differently. You have them 24 seven at home, right? 24 seven on your life. Trump has them for 30 seconds and a soundbite. Okay. Like don't blame guns, blame, uh, you know, don't stop blaming everything else. Blame your own heart, repent of your own sin and talk with your kids. Talk with yourself. Maybe you felt all these things. Okay. Gaming addiction is, is for adults just as much as it is for kids. Mm. Uh, Game violence is adults just as much as it is for kids. Yeah. Um, all of us, none of us are guilt free of this. Okay. And the last thing is, uh, pray for deliverance from your addiction, uh, for your kids addiction, any of this, pray for the addiction. You, we all are addicted to something for sure. Uh, there's a song by this band I used to love called mute math and they used to be Christian. I'm not sure if they're Christians anymore. Maybe they left, whatever, but they had this song called obsession and it said, everyone has their, their obsessions. Um, and it was just talking about how all of us are obsessed with something hmm. and whether it's a God obsession, a God honoring obsession or a worldly idol, that's yeah. what we have to decide. Right. And so screens, guns, video games, all these things can be idols. Uh, Calvin said, we are masters. Our hearts are idol factories yep. and we are just looking for the next thing to worship. Yeah. And, and most of the time it's anything but God. Yeah. And so it could be a family. It could be any, even good things can be idols if we let it get out of control. Right. Uh, so here's, here's the final word, I guess, from me. And Jeremy can give you your final word. My final word is uh, I play video games. I'm going to keep playing them. I enjoy it as a pastime. I'm not going to let myself get addicted like I was. Mm-hmm. I was addicted, mm-hmm. addicted back in the day. Um, and I'm going to train my son, hopefully, God willing, uh, to respect other people and to not you know play these games that are polluting your mind, that pollute yeah. your mind, right? Yeah. And I guess my last word would be if you still play Battlefield 2 or if you recently stopped, (laughs) it's starting to get really hard to find other people that are still playing that game. So so Jeremy wants you to hop on, if you don't mind, and friend him. Yeah, there's no... There's no, it's not fun to just blow up buildings by yourself. That love, doesn't do anything. I love it. Eventually they're going to like, they're going to try to close the server down. They're going to go, I'm so sorry, sir. There's one player who's, who's still playing. And like Jeremy's on there, you know, feverishly. And he's like, we have to keep the server alive for Jeremy. So please come join me. I would love to shoot you. Yeah. And he keeps winning. He wins every game because it's just him. And I've only played that game for the last 10 years. By himself. Yeah. What an old game. I keep telling him there are other battlefronts, like they're battlefield games, right? Yeah. There are more battlefield games. You could play a new one. Shh. Shh. No, no. <laughs> um, wow. I hope I, man, sometimes, you know, Jeremy and I like to have fun and sometimes we get heavy episodes mm-hmm. like this, but we have to talk about the heavy stuff because in the nerd culture, in the nerd community, these are things that we need to talk about. Yeah. There's a real life aspect yeah, of nerd this culture. This is real. <laughs> like this is real. Yep. And uh, to sweep this under the rug and make fun of this and go, oh, ha ha, video game, whatever that, and that the, there's a real rehab center with real people who need our prayers. Yeah, for sure. And real people who there, but for the grace of God, go I, mm. right? 
And so if we are not reaching our hands out as the church and saying, take my hand, I want to lead you, I want to rescue you and point you to the Christ. I want to point you to the ultimate rescuer. If we're not doing that, who will? Right. Who's going to do it? Are we going to laugh at nerd culture? Are we going to laugh at geeks? Are we going to keep sweeping it under the rug and go, oh, there's no place for that? Or are we going to reach out to them? Because I can tell you, the number of organizations doing trying to do what Jeremy and I are doing right here are few and far between. Hmm. There's a few really great ones, but from a, a Christian perspective, it's very few. Yeah. And so I applaud anybody who is looking at this culture saying there's some real issues here and we can speak truth in that. I applaud you. Well done. Yeah. You're doing great stuff. Awesome. Um, as always... Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, it'd be great if you could give us a share or mm-hmm. a like or a rating or whatever you do on iTunes, right? Yeah. Rate our stuff. Stop yeah. five stars. Reviews are good. Yeah, it takes we you haven't seen any reviews in seconds. a while. Yeah, it takes you 15 seconds to do it. Doesn't take long. Yeah. That'd be great. Come join us on our Facebook page. We have a Facebook, uh, just search The Nerd Gospel. Yeah, we talk about all sorts of stuff. If you disagree with everything we said, we'd love for you to come yell at us of, behind the screen. Right. Come tell From us we're wrong. From the safety of your... Your palace. Uh, we would love to, man, Jeremy and I are normal dudes. We'd love to pray for you. Yes. Uh, if you have something you're struggling with and you'd like to message us or talk to us and say, man, would you pray for me about this? We would, I would literally do that. Yep. I would, I would take time to do it out of my day because I care for you. Absolutely. Uh, and Jeremy and I care for you. We, this is not something we don't get paid to do this. We do it because we love, uh, people and we mm-hmm. love people is where we feel called that God's calling us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy's here for me. Right? He's, he's my friend. No, uh, Jeremy loves you guys. And so we're here because we love you and uh, we care about your souls. Yep. So anyways, thanks so much for listening to the Nerd Gospel Podcast. Uh, if you have not checked out SORP, Society of Reformed Podcasters, please do that. Uh, you can find the mega feed there and subscribe to that. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. As always, stay nerdy. Now I've been happy lately thinking about the good things to come and i believe it could be something good has begun oh i've been smiling lately dreaming about the world at one and i believe 